Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. How are we, everyone? Good, thank good, you. Good. Well, no, yeah, man, that's good. a lie. Let me not go for auto-response. It's not good out there, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right like, yeah, I can't lie. I'm not 100%, you know, but, you know, we move, we move. So, um, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Today, we have a Let's Talk About It. Um, I saw something in the news something in the entertainment news and just jumped on a whatsapp group to message the girls to see if we could talk about this and basically what i would like to talk about is tiffany haddish being asked to host the grammys for free so just a little background um as to who tiffany haddish is very <laughs> let's just give the background let's that just give the background delayed reaction <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Haddish is um is a black comedian. She got into got to our attention because she starred in the film Girls Trip, and that I think was her first debut film about two years ago. Since then, she's done stand ups. She has acted in multiple um, comedy films, had other serious roles, and also acted on many different kind of sitcom series in the U.S. and also done a stand up tour in the U.S. as well. And so she's kind of gone in the last two to three years, I would say, from not really being a household name to now being a household name. So even though she's not established in the sense of she hasn't been here in this game for us to know her to this level for like the last 10 to 15 years, she's still not, I would say, a newbie. So she's not up and coming. She's not a newbie, but she's just kind of a recent entrant who's like making making her mark basically so the long and short of it is is the grammy asked her basically to host their pre-telecast premiere ceremony um for free and um haddish thank god said no it's a three hour live streamed event and the grammys apparently wouldn't even cover her hair or her makeup or her wardrobe for that event <laughs> <laughs> and Haddish said, I don't know if this means that I might not ever get nominated again, but I think it is disrespectful. Mm. So Haddish has been nominated um, for a Grammy for her Netflix comedy albums and for her spoken word for her biography, which came out in 2019, I believe, or 2020. And um, basically she spoke out and she was like, I think it's nice to be exposed jazz hands exposed um but she has enough uh, has enough exposure as she has said and she appreciates the grammys for asking um it was great to be asked but for her the disrespect is too much and so she won't be doing it and so for me um it was really interesting to see the grammys such a prestigious organization ask a black woman to do all that work for free with kind of no even benefits in kind and so it kind of just opened me up to the wider question about the value of the labor of black women and um if we kind of put that into our own lives about possibly what we are paid as black women compared to our white counterparts but then also compared to our white male counterparts so I thought I'll just throw that out there and just see kind of what are our initial feelings like when we hear this story. For me personally, this isn't a story where I need to, um, you know, say there's two sides of the story. It's like, if you want her to do this amount of work, mm-hmm. you should pay her. Like, mm-hmm. what am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing? 
no, the disrespect, she can feel some type of way. Yeah, she feel away. <laughs> I big everybody feel away. No, big Grammys. That mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. ran through their head as they sat around the table and thought one. Okay, who could we ask? Because that's the com- that's the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. who's the gu- mm-hmm. oh, who's the guy that can do this for us? But then, like, you actually thought it was a good idea to offer her without pay. Mm-hmm. Rude. What I like about yeah, that's the only word I can come with. What I what Rich. I like about this is that she didn't jump at the opportunity, and that's what we all yeah. need to learn from. Because I think so often yeah. we are magpied. It's oh god, it's such a disrespect. Did they think oh she's not really anybody, so she'll be grateful for doing like this is the thing it's when the people get... no. No, because at the end of the day, and I'm glad she said no, and I really, really, really want every black woman listening today to take the message, do not be a magpie. Do not let people shine lights and shiny things in your face, which devalues your worth. Like, she's going she's gonna to do a job. Yeah, we're not, and we're not just talking about show up on the day. We're talking about all the prep that goes on before that. We talk about mm-hmm. all the prep, like literally on the day, hair, makeup, da 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 And then she has they to execute. And right. And then you actually execute. You stand up and you deliver on the day. And all of that time, exposure what? She's a movie star already. Exposure what? That's why you've got her on your list as someone to consider. We know who she is. That's rude. That's what I kind of thought was funny about it, because it's like there's always that balance, like when you're up and coming and you want to take as many opportunities, you want to get your name out there. And they say kind of all publicity is good, bad, or negative, or positive. And so it's always that kind of balance, like you don't want to start acting brand new. But then I thought it was just very, it was like a backhanded like compliment to say to her that, um, you know, it will be good for her exposure. As if to say like, she's not exposed enough. Like how much more could my girl have been exposed? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like. It, uh-huh. it just didn't make sense to me. I feel like if this would have been like before the days of Girls Trip, or even if it was like immediately in the mm. wake after Girls Trip, before she'd started on her second stand-up tours and, you know, endorsement deals and all the different types of things that she's doing now, it just kind of seemed like I just couldn't see them asking a white comedian in her position to do something for free. For, for exposure. And then I think the Grammys tried to come back and say, you know, the Academy is a not-for-profit organization, you know. Let my get money. Let yeah. my get money. <laughs> and you know? part of me was just kind of like, mm, I see you, but I don't see you. And so like, I kind of, because I kind of have it as well when people will like drop emails in my inbox and be like, oh, can you sit on a panel? Um, if, if someone I know is doing it or it's another kind mm-hmm. of, young black woman trying to do something ultimately i'll do it for, i'll do it for free fair enough but i had like a really big diversity organization who's running a conference and they're charging like people companies 350 to attend bearing in mind it's like a virtual conference and they were like yeah we want you to do this really detailed presentation where you talk about xyz um one two three exclamation mark dollar sign but no one's getting paid so you shouldn't get paid and so I was, first of all, what they wanted to talk about, I looked at it and I was like, that is too much hard work for free. Second of all, I was like, when I saw how much they were charging people, mm-hmm. I thought, you're actually trying to rob me? Mm-hmm. So, no. Mm-hmm. But I suppose it's just to demonstrate it can happen to all of us and how, and how should we deal with that? 
I think with um, the Grammy situation, for me as well, I think even if it was someone aside from Tiffany Haddish, I still actually think it's disrespectful because if you think mm. about it, if when even when you're doing an internship in like a prestigious company, they're mm -hmm. at least still doing your expenses like food and travel yeah so to yeah. say that they didn't even want to cover makeup and things like that that is actually not just an oversight it's a blatant insult and mm -hmm. the fact that nobody even considered that when you know when you mentioned before they're sitting around the table i think it just actually didn't cross their mind it's just like an auto um entitlement to the labor of black women and just kind of expecting that yeah she'll do that she's not going to put up much of a fight and as you said i'm really glad that tiffany like stood up to that because i think it will empower a lot of women in different industries in different countries to just be like no actually i know my worth and i'm not going to settle mm -hmm. for anything less than that no matter how glitzy and glamorous mm -hmm. it looks a whole big grammy yeah said to tiffany haddish that you can do this for exposure my friend you wouldn't even be calling her up if she wasn't already exposed mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. do you mean? And the fact that they kind of doubled down on it and didn't even take time to consider and apologise just kind of really, it really ruffled my feathers and just left like a bit of a taste of disgust and distaste in my mouth. Because I think it's what we all know, is it was a highly inconsiderate request. And the fact that you can't even take a step back and consider how it was offensive is really very, very interesting. But anyway, to bring it into the present workplace, I think that um, I really feel as time has gone on, especially in these modern ages and 2020s, as we're going into this new decade or whatever, I really feel like we're being empowered more to understand what mm -hmm. our worth is. And even if we are just starting out, it's not everything that someone offers us to do for free that we need to. Mm -hmm. It's about assessing the cost benefit so okay what's it going to take out of me and what are the benefits i'm going to come out of it like if it was a new up-and-coming person and they said yes to that i would not judge them for that because that's the decision that they've made and i could understand that mm. but someone of you know tiffany's ilk and caliber and status i don't think it would be acceptable for accept for her to accept it if she had i'd be like mm -hmm, you're a dunce but okay it's none of my business you do what but you to do to be fair if she had we would never be having this conversation we wouldn't even know about or we might know we wouldn't but... even know it's only because she spoke out of she actually had the courage to speak yeah. out about it because she could have turned it down and not said anything but she was kind of like nah this isn't nah. sitting right with my spirit um yeah, thanks enough. but it's out of order i think for me i know it sounds like a minor point but it's just so rude the fact that they wouldn't even like send a makeup artist for her yeah. send a stylist that's send the insult upon insult like come on that is just like are you okay but you know what but, they're not okay that's they're not okay that's the but then i think it comes yeah. back to the fact I think it just comes back to the fact that a lot of institutions just see us for entertainment purposes. Yes. They don't care that we have that we have like bills, we have our own like we have things for ourselves that we need to pay for. We have people mm. that are looking that are, we, we are responsible for. Mm -hmm. So to them it's just like, "Oh yeah, Tiffany's going to do it for free. She's an entertainment person. She'll do it. It's the Grammys. Of course she's going to bow down to what we want and what we need. She'll do it. It's exposure." If it was a white person, they wouldn't dare they're being mm -hmm. rude they're being very cheeky and that to no 
They're just no. It's, it's, it's a I feel form like of institutional it. racism, if you think about it, because yep, it's that yep, automatic yep. assumption that we would just accept something like that, and it's mm. something that they have to really like think about in terms of like, uh, what's the word like, the. What's the word when you take things apart and really just examine that? Deconstruct. Yeah, exactly. They really need to deconstruct that within. And the thing is, yeah, let's remember, yeah, it's not it's the first even time COVID the Grammys right have got now. into trouble as well. Mm. I can't remember the other things that they've done, but they've got into trouble before. So what it just shows to mm-hmm. us that this is an institution that is satisfied and determined to maintain the status quo and not improve or develop, even as the world around them is improving and developing. I in 2020, yeah, in a year of black lives matter george <laughs> floyd you thought you should approach tiffany haddish and say can you present this thing that is no seen thought. worldwide for free and no we're not going to send you no makeup artist we're not going to send you anything it's just you off your own back so that we can sit here and be entertained and you can bring in money for us hey wow that shows you who was mm-hmm. in the room making the decisions and if there mm. was anybody of color in there well, then they're puppets <laughs> Then they just I listen, listen and talk and show face and smile. I mean, I I think mm. tells I take I take the the final point that you said about you know how can they not see how can they not learn, and they have to take responsibility for their sort of ignorance on that side. But the other side of it is, I reckon people only do what they know they can get away with. Yeah, right? yeah. And so there's probably been plenty of time where people have offered themselves for free. For exposure to mm. to the point where that there's a reason why they think they can do this also mm. so in terms of learning that one they have to learn that that's not okay on any level but i still bring it back to us as as individuals as as a collective of black women in terms of knowing your worth mm-hmm. and like you have to have your price on things i know we've spoken to a lot of people who are developing their passion projects their side hustles and whatnot and i think you know there's a message about knowing your price and standing by it and not being afraid Mm. to sort of not be bought because you're not bought for that price because at the end of the day you know everybody everybody's out here doing bits and Mm. we can't we also can't deny the fact that like if you are priced cheap whether it's your product or your service you're gonna have to work a lot harder to get to where you want to get to if you're trying Mm -hmm. to aspire to match you know a certain standard or a certain individual who you sort of model your practice on you know they might have started small but equally i think we have to value and note just because i'm starting doesn't mean that i'm not worth it and so yeah my price my price is my price and that's that and I think that is a confidence that we need to stand in because for too long, and I've always said this, I, I said, I've always said this in the last three to five years, is this ain't a plantation, dude. Listen, this, is, yeah. this is a transactional relationship. Your ish can't function without me and equally I need to get paid. So it's a two-way stream. This isn't lowly, lowly, happy, happy, thank, thank, thank you, master, grateful, grateful. Them days are dead. Yeah. And, Everybody needs to make that clear. But do you think so that in certain, invoices. <laughs> But do you think that there's a certain privilege with making that statement in the sense that we can afford to make that statement because if we bring it back to literally okay, say UK workplace yeah, we can afford mm. to make that statement because of where we are in our careers. But other people 
depending on their sector might not even be able to ever make a statement such as that so i think context is really important which is why i said that if it's somebody that hasn't some if it's somebody that wants exposure and would have accepted the role i could not even say anything about that because that's that's their price at that moment in time and after that and only by doing those things can they kind of build their um their portfolio so to speak and start raising your price you never start out in something at going in at the highest price i don't know you're not you're not charging what the professional photographers are charging at first you start low and then as you see people start to appreciate your work appreciate your value you start to raise your price to adjust what what you're offering no but you can't come and say you need to pay me to do the grammys and you're just like you're you're no 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 I I believe in say it with your chest. Yeah. Why can't you? I get I I totally and if me you're Tiffany Haddish, I'm, I'm you the can. one Holden's I'm the one that's probably also following that same small, small pattern, but doing big, big work that is equal to big, big talent, but still saying, Oh, I'm starting out. So don't get it twisted. I'm not necessarily practicing what I preach. I'm practicing practicing what I preach. <laughs> but at the end of the day, let's take for example that stupid fire festival. Yeah, mm-hmm. when my mm-hmm. guy was out here negotiating deals, yeah, you're gonna get this. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have to talk with your chest. If you are a grade A photographer, using your example, and I understand you might feel like your name's not out there, but at the end of the no, day, that's not my I would example, be interested. I no, but I would be interested to I would be interested to see the big brands that people buy into. For example, I don't think you was ever buying Gucci at Primark prices, even when they were starting out. They came out with their chest. This is what it costs. This is what we're pricing, and this is what it is. But that's because of so the quality some... they could offer. If you're a grade right, C but... photographer, you can't ask for grade A prices or people to pay. But you that some price. people yeah. are out okay, here grade okay. A, but because they're not known. Oh yeah, I agree with that. It's like oh. Okay, so mm. bringing it kind of back to <laughs> back to it, what we were trying to discuss initially, which is um, making sure you get um, just kind of transferring Paid it back to the workplace, basically. Um, <laughs> one thing that was kind of interesting for me about this was touching on the concept of that they kind of wanted her to be grateful for the exposure and more, more or less to be grateful for the opportunity. But then I just wanted to have a conversation about how that possibly transcends into conversations that we have when 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 black women are negotiating their salary, when they're negotiating mm. their pay rises and promotions, and how possibly that expected kind of attitude of, oh, you know, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. I mean, you know, I'm the special black person who's in an environment where, you know, I've managed to make it because I'm not like the others. Um, and so when it comes to me getting my salary negotiation, I'm not going to go in with a firm figure or a really high figure. When I even start my negotiation, I'm going to start out from um, a kind of mediated position because I don't want to look like I'm pushing above my station. Or alternatively, how black women can go into these negotiations with a figure and be severely knocked down because of you know, institutional racism, conscious bias, because I don't believe any bias is unconscious, and just kind of how how that fits in with this whole narrative because I think sometimes things will happen in the entertainment industry and we kind of see them as only relevant in that sphere, but they're a wider representation of what is happening Mm -hmm. to black women at work all around the world and in all different industries. I think you've already explained kind of exactly how that impacts us in the workplace. And I think only 
the only thing that we can do right here right now is just to make a suggestion in terms of how to combat that because um, I feel that is something that's kind of inherently within us and a bit intrinsic uh, it's always our first instinct to kind of accept the first offer or go in low or place ourselves low and I think through hearing from other people like us and other women who have actually said no this is my worth this is what I would like to receive in terms of my remuneration then I feel like the more we hear those stories the more it empowers us to be like no actually this is my worth I know we've discussed it quite a few times on the podcast in terms of where you're at at your career and how that impacts the level of confidence with which you can have these conversations but if by having a platform such as this we can encourage the younger ones coming up in their careers to from the get-go be ones, like people currently now because you have older to ones, you have to anybody. negotiate yeah exactly yeah so it's, it's all day. across the board if we can encourage people to like go in and say you know what this is I know my worth, this is what I'm looking for and not to budge down from that. At the same time, if someone does for various reasons unknown to us but will benefit them, that's their thing. If that's their bed, they have to lie in it. But if you want to move up higher or move where you think you should go, then you're going to have to kind of develop a sort of resistance and resilience to being pressured to take something that you know ultimately won't benefit you. I think as well, like we have to actually just believe in what we're doing and know okay yeah come with your receipts and if you do have to do that pay negotiation or you have to ask for a higher salary believe in yourself and don't sell yourself short sometimes i feel like we're just sometimes just grateful to be there and well, that's we what are putting in 110 percent we're putting in 110 percent and we're just not asking for that and you find out that somebody who's doing nothing is getting way more than you or able to negotiate their pay to a salary that you you hadn't even envisioned and you're doing way more than them so i feel like we have to as black women believe in ourselves keep our receipts of the work that we're doing big ourselves up just so just do what we have to do i think just to add to that i think it's also i think we also have to remember or be mindful of the sectors that we work in so there's a degree of research that might need to happen mm -hmm. whether it be mm -hmm. within your field of work or before you gain, gain gain that field of work to kind of ascertain from the people at the top and from people who are doing similar jobs to you like what is this job worth and i mean that's even an interview question like what is the value of my work and we all know like I'm a teacher, there's only so far that my salary is going to extend. It doesn't matter how talented, how skilled, how intelligent I am. That mm. sector is only going to pay a certain amount. But what we can do to mitigate, so that on one hand, there's a, do you know what? Understand the parameters of what is available to you in your sector. Mm -hmm. Understand the value of your role and the value of your work that you're doing. And make sure that you're paid accordingly in terms of negotiating your pay or understanding you know what are the thresholds that i'm going to need to meet in the next year to get that the flip side of it is also then if you are like public sector worker like me and there's only so much you're going to get paid in certain roles work to what you're paid for bruv don't oh i'm sorry but i am going to say it like do your job with excellence do it with diligence but don't overextend remember your pay grade remember your i, I say this regular remember <laughs> yep. your hours if you're if you're contracted for 37.5 hours for the week then you fulfill the tasks in that time so that the money that you that you can't money isn't everything and mm -hmm. so in terms of things like rest 
and family time and mm-hmm. well-being and your self-care regime and avoiding burnout and all the other things we talk about those are the things that can't be compensated by money but also you know when you're working 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 and not getting paid for it, you neglect those things so you know my message there is that on one hand understand the field that you're in and the value of your work and and bring that to the table as the question you know what is the value of what i've done but equally if you're capped then work to your cap yeah straight another yeah, thing that i want to add yourself. quickly mm-hmm. on top of that is even if it's somewhere where you can't get the monetary remuneration that you want try to find other ways of beating the system so if it's a case of okay i can't get the salary that i want but can i work two days from actually this doesn't even make sense now because we're all working from home but do you mm. know what i mean you find the equivocal things that okay uh, i can't get the salary i want but yeah. what benefits are available what could be possible for me yeah. what could i get in terms of annual leave all those kind of things so i think as black women um we uh, it's it's a really personal thing actually to um the the art of making sure we're not undervalued there's nobody else that can do it for us we've actually just got to mm-hmm. come to a, a mind maturity within ourselves and just activate it and just take that risk so to speak I'm, I'm doing quotes here because it's not really a risk but it feels like a risk for us just because of our background and our demographic and all the things we know our ancestors and parents have been through so it's a it's a personal thing but if you can't see like a straight path sometimes try and take the path to the left try and take the path to the right do whatever is going to get you to where you need to go without you yeah becoming a burnt out mess or just like disregarded and disrespected and also just to add to that um don't feel shy to ask for advice if you're unsure about something and you want some support with something or you're unsure if your salary makes sense you're unsure of your contract or what they're asking you to do you don't think it's right or you do think it's right or whatever it is don't feel afraid to ask for advice from someone or family and friends or whatever. Make sure you do that just to make sure you're good. True, because who knows? Maybe Tiffany spoke to someone yeah. and uh, I they think told it was, her, it, you know, nah, fam, because this is what so and so got paid, or this is my experience with them, and that enabled her, and that maybe that emboldened her and empowered yeah. her to say, nah, I don't know. I mean, nah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. who they'll get to do it instead. For me personally, it's irrelevant that did it, who did it instead, simply nah. because Tiffany Haddish being offered that as a black woman, it doesn't it doesn't matter who took it. The, the point is, it's about her saying, you know, I don't need your exposure because of my achievements, because of where I am. And effectively, her reacting to the fact that the Grammys is trying to minimise what she's achieved by offering her something and the only benefit she's getting of it from it is exposure which she clearly doesn't actually need. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So even if they were to give it to another black woman, that's that black woman's choice, ultimately. But that doesn't mean that they were right to say to Tiffany Haddish or to any other black woman, you should work for free. Like Kalechi said, the days of slavery are absolutely over. Um, And I think... Done, done. For me, another thing that was jarring, and it just goes to a wider point, I feel like, that the value of black women's work, because I don't know if anyone saw um, this woman had interned at Spotify. You know how we, towards the end of the year, we all get kind of our Spotify stats. And she had basically said that as an intern working for free, it had been her idea for Spotify to demonstrate the end of year stats in that that. way and Mm. now this is a major it's all over social media i'm not making it up and now this is like a major um now apparently yeah let me hear it because i I don't work in that industry so all i'm doing is like seeing tweets and i'm like ooh. Mm. but 
now she now they this is something that they do in the way that she described um yearly and she didn't receive any credit or remuneration for it so then there's just a wider thing about that as well so, so what's your opinion what now will, because you work more in that industry so what i would say with that is like when you work in media companies and even in agencies i've worked in agencies when you sign the contract yeah, and even if she was an intern mm. she would have signed something that says any idea that you come up with that contributes to our business mm -hmm. whilst you are here mm -hmm. we own it and that's ours and we can mm -hmm. do what i like with that so although i know the public you know is full of righteous indignation mm -hmm. at the end of the day mm -hmm. that's how these industries kind of work like if i came up with some amazing ideas whilst i was working at you know in bbc or whatever they're fully within their rights to take that and do what they will with it and i have no rights um over it whatsoever because i would have signed that away in my contract and it's just the way that industry is i'm not saying necessarily that it's fair but i believe that probably that was at the the bottom of why that occurred and why that happened and there was a bit of naivety from her in understanding how things possibly. actually operate possibly mm -hmm. similar to that though when you go to some job interviews, they'll be like, oh, can you create a presentation for this particular topic? And the topic that they're asking is what they are struggling with. So yes, they might not give you the job, but don't know they take your answer and they did use it all around the workplace. But this is why we also need to... It's real. It's true. That is true, though. They do. It's true. They're, they're just doing. interviewing to get the answers. No, but this is also why we, we need to big up our own chest and people need to head back to season yeah. one. I think yeah. it's episode seven, um, being your own cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's the reference, yeah. hopefully. Is. Um, but in terms of knowing that you, you sell these things in your personal statement, you know, if you're someone who's all about social media, I don't care. Like, go on, go on your little stories and be, like, proud of myself today. I came up with this form idea, like, like, I I work in the same. I think most most sect, most employment we are going to add value to, whether it's in the contract or mm. not. You're going to have an idea, or you're going to have a way of working, even if it's just the way that you set out a document, you know, or yeah. the fact that you bring a celebration to the workplace. Or for me, you know, I plan lessons upon lessons upon lessons, and they're there. You are going to leave a legacy with the workplace, and we have to accept that. And I know some of those acceptance are harder than others yeah. right and it is hard because it's like but that was my idea and now spotify get to ride off that mm -hmm. for the rest of their days as a as a landmark thing Do you but know what, yeah? it is there's something about how you big up yourself and sell that on as you mm. move on yeah and i yeah. like i agree with one thousand percent because as you were speaking it occurred to me that maybe it was you know short-sightedness on her point on her part and maybe um as a result of kind of being in a culture where um social media clout is more important than actually thinking in the long term because as you said what she could have done is seen oh I swear down that's what these people did yeah and actually built a portfolio and said you see this this is what yeah. i did whenever she goes on to her next job but instead she's yeah, kind of exchanged the longevity of what that impact could have been in a job application and gone on to twitter and said oh look these people stole my idea which in 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 a sense possibly could actually blackball her from some of the industries that she might want mm -hmm. to get into because they'll could, be like oh could. so that's what she did that was her first instinct hmm not sure if we really want to work with somebody like that i don't know and there's it's true and that's a really good point to know because we do have to think about how that sort of message is received outside of our communities and professionally in the workplace mm -hmm. but i also think like 
you know, honing in on the original conversation, there is still something very much to be said about self-worth and confidence in that sometimes we put our ideas onto or into something else instead of trusting. And I know we don't always have the skill to execute our ideas, but we rely on existing establishments and existing people as a safety net maybe because we're not trusting ourselves or maybe because we're not valuing our worth you know it's like oh you know oh you for example i don't know like you want to deliver workshops but instead of just setting up your own thing i'm not telling everyone to go out and set up your own thing because that isn't going to suit everybody's you know situation and lifestyle but instead of doing it yourself you then look for someone that you can work for look for someone that you can pour into and that is a self-worth thing like believe in yourself believe in your source and pour it out on on other people's chips do you know what i mean <laughs> like instead of coming out being the, the salt when you're the source it's true <laughs> the salt when you're the don't, salt. don't mind me salt. <laughs> yeah because you come out salty in it like oh that was my idea was... but you gave it to oh, them yeah, yeah i like that no i actually yeah. like that yeah i know there's just so that we could talk about this for a while because it it just goes beyond kind of making sure black people women are paid their worth making sure they're paid for their ideas and making sure also that their contributions are respected and allocated back to them mm. so i think it's just for me it it's just interesting to see that this happens at every level because sometimes you can look mm -hmm. at celebrities and you can think oh well you've made it. you know you've made it it's like even when um this is this is one that kind of upsets me like when i found out beyonce and ariana ariana grande is that how you say her name grande, were paid the grande. same to headline um coachella and then if you look at what beyonce did and you look what ariana did and it's just like what <laughs> it's just like what hmm. who was in that's the room a, when those decisions were being made but, that's a whole different conversation yeah. but it's, it's, it's about it's the over delivery the doing yeah. above your pay grade yeah black excellence and for me that's like it's something that we keep seeing all the time at, at black women at all different stages of their careers and their lives and it's something i kind of see within myself that's probably why i get triggered and i'm always out there trying to um you know talk about it because i'm just like thinking to myself, well, if it's happening to Beyonce, bruh, I know it's um, happening to me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, but anyway. Well, thanks for bringing this one. Thanks for bringing this no, one. I had to, because like, especially in terms of- I didn't have no energy for it, but you triggered the, the brain juices. Yeah, <laughs> we- <laughs> no, Every time we come together, paid. it's like- <laughs> No, but it's like, because how much you get paid, and um, being accredited for your work is a trigger spot for a lot of people because it's not your immediate self-worth, but it is tied into how you value yourself, how you feel about yourself and what you feel your efforts are worth. And we just keep mm. consistently seeing whether it's through kind of appropriation of white women be able to wear cane rows and it's like Vogue and Chic and black women wearing it and it's ghetto or the Beyonce Ariana Grande or, you know, we had slum flower saying that now you know her book effectively mm. has been ripped off by florence givens like there's always daily examples of black women feeling rightly or wrongly but nine times out of ten as far as i'm concerned rightly actually ten times out of ten rightly they've <laughs> been kind of exploited in some way so i think it's something that we just always need to keep the conversation going because sometimes things that happen on social media we're like yeah that doesn't impact me but if it can happen to someone in a book deal it can happen to you in your salary it can happen to you on that commission it can happen to you as a stylist mm -hmm. it, it can happen to all of us 
So um, we just got yeah. to keep our third eyes open and just be vigilant. And also under set our own boundaries as to what we will and, and won't accept. And that's why I kind of really respect Tiffany because she could have just said no on a quiet or she could have just done it because that might be the done thing to do. And she actually had the courage to say, no, um, I don't need your exposure. I'm good on that. And to also right. let everyone know what's up the same way Monique did. But That's none of it. us didn't stop oh, subscribing to Netflix. Just, but yeah. we could go on about this forever and ever. <laughs> so I'm gonna So I'm gonna leave it right here. But I just wanna thank everyone for listening. As always, mm-hmm. let's keep the conversation going on social media. Mm-hmm. We are BWW underscore podcast on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. Sis, uh, no, we're not. What was it? BWW no, no underscore podcast. Is it no podcast? There's no underscore wow. anywhere ever. <laughs> Why did I think there's an underscore? Nanny, go back to series one, episode oh, one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag see BWW see how... Podcast UK, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. BWW Podcast UK. Um, and please also sign up to our newsletter as well so you can hear from us even when we are not podcasting. Does anyone else have anything to add or are we good? Are we good? Apart from you dragging me for getting the social media names wrong <laughs> again. Nah, man, we good, we good. Yeah, Let us know good. what you think as well. Send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, what your thoughts are. On the, yes, email like engaging us. with you. Really appreciate the people that... Yeah, and if you've got any... Out. Exactly, and if you've got any... Um, instances where this has happened to you in your workplace and you've got any tips that we can share with other people like practical tips on how when you work out your colleagues are being paid a lot more than you for the same job like practical steps that you can take to rectify that as well it'd be always good to share that so we can help people get paid their money get their justice you know bitch been hit my money and on that note (laughs) thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.